All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. Brian, Scott, this is David Smith. Well, that's me. Guess it gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> Here Brian, we it's no Here's surprise. Us. There's no way that someone for the first time, is hearing that intro of this podcast. Oh, There's no way that that's the first someone time. Someone is hearing this intro for the first time, and oh that's okay. They're, they're going to hear a lot of firsts tonight, because we are going to start test driving a slightly different format to help us get the most timely content out a little bit sooner, while still providing all the content that longtime listeners have come to know and love. We realized that there are three general things that we usually just mix and match into one weekly episode every single week. Right. We're going to see what it's like to split that out into three separate episodes. And so for this episode, we're going to go through the matches like we usually do, talk about the things that stood out to us. Some of it's not going to be very FPL relevant, as it usually isn't when we are talking about the matches. They'll be the segments that are in and out of our episodes on a weekly basis. That's what you're going to hear in this episode. We're going to get into some more analytical side of things in a separate episode, and then we're also going to have a standalone episode for what we plan to do with our lineups in the upcoming game week. So don't worry. It's all going to be there. It's just going to be there in a little different format Try this time things, around. Some new things. Got to keep mm-hmm, it fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So there were four matches. I'm going to add in Everton-Newcastle, even though it technically ended, what was it, game week 29, because... That was pretty epic, and I don't think you guys were able to talk about that. You recorded well no, before that we match did not. took That's place. That's correct. So I, I, there's too much that we have to talk about in that one as well. So we'll talk about four plus one matches as we head into an international break coming out of game week thirty. That's that's in between now and game week 31. And by the way, Dave, yes. we lament international breaks on a regular basis, but this one we do has significance. It does. Yeah, finally, it will. It will go. It, it will decide because almost of the all World of the teams in qual- the World Cup. Yes, yep, that's absolutely. fair. And Sergio Dest. Sergio Dest is hurt. Mm. Serginio. Serginio Dest. That's all right. Whatever, Sergio. Come on. He, he shortens that. Anyways, international listeners don't care. That was U.S. Men's National Team talk there. All right. This is not. Are, are, are you done? This is not a U.S. Men's National no, Team. No, it's not moment. a World Cup podcast. Let's okay. go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. I guess let's just uh, see how this goes, Brian. Kick yeah, us off. Let's talk about some things that happened in the non-FPL related news. What is that right? <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> is that more or less what we're shooting for here? Okay, it's let's it's do the it. same as normal. Let's do it. All right. I want to start with the five-goal thriller. Wolves the Wolves leads? Leads three. Unbelievable. 
I know that even last year we were talking about how exciting a team it was to watch Leeds. Like right. they were the new Bournemouth, right. right? Bournemouth at their height under Eddie Howe was a blast to watch no matter what the result ended up being. We lost Bournemouth, but we gained Leeds. And Leeds then, is even more so, though. Yeah, but we then we lost Leeds. Like we lost this season's Leeds. Leeds was not Leeds. But now... They're my new second team, Dave, and there's a really important reason why. They should be everyone's second team. Jesse Marsh. We need him to succeed. And by we, I mean America. We need Jesse Marsh to succeed, and I love the way this team is playing for him. Man, they are they haven't they haven't dropped the level, as they say, Scott. Well, what's making them a non-relegation club is the fact that they can score goals. They have found the ability to score goals. Now, the first half not so much in this one. What really turned the tide was Raul getting sent off. Did you yeah, see this play where horrible, he got sent off? Horrible, Red. I thought that was a horrible decision. Yeah. Raul made a mistake. A lot of people saying it shouldn't have been a card. You think it was harsh? I know that we're not supposed to weigh what place in time of the game that it is, right? In other words, like, it's if it's a card in the first minute, it should be a card in the 90th minute, right? You mean it the other way around, but yeah, absolutely. Probably set it backwards as I typically do things. Typically, cards are given out more in the 90th minute than the first. I thought it was a little harsh. Here's what I want. I don't mind the call if it's being made because he went in on a goalkeeper the it, way that it he did. Wasn't, it was slightly reckless, but there was no... It's got to be reckless in something else. Something like uh, inflicting harm or something. Okay. There's two words that, that for it to be... Endangerment. I didn't feel like there was... Intentional endangerment. Don't, no, I know intentional is Unintentional not endangerment, <laughs> not there, yellow. There wasn't hardly any contact, is my point. It looked like a car crash, though. If you watched yes. it in real time, it looked like a car crash. Yeah. And a, he came in on a goalkeeper that way. Yeah. Bruno, and you can't do that. Bruno Laja says, I think it was both players going for a ball. That's true. But I have nothing more to say about it. And he's and, and it is that is what happened. But it is. The problem is advantage goalkeeper. The other player was a goalkeeper. Yeah. And I don't care that he was what 25 yards out of his goal. I just and I I'm fine with the call if it's on that basis. I just want that to be consistent. Yeah. That's all I want. No, I if get you're going to protect the goalkeeper in soccer like you do in hockey, then protect him all the time. Mm. And don't do it here where it's about as a like he is never less of a goalkeeper Melier than he is in that moment. He has never been less of a goalkeeper, probably when you all leave season. that box. Yeah, Scott. When you it leave the box, it should be open season at that point. You're a regular player. Yeah, I agree. I think now that's not how it is. It should be. I I like saying that that's how it should be. I just I didn't hate this call. I just I just want it to always be consistent. Now I think one takeaway is that if Jack Harrison, going back to the lead side of things, correct. Now, if Jack Harrison can play every match. He has the ability to turn in performances like this on a regular basis and becomes fantasy relevant again during the stretch run. It's possible. Yeah, I keep wanting him to. I, I keep, want him I, to I do know, more. I keep wanting it to happen. And this match, he he did it, and and then you don't. Uh, you just you don't have to look very far back in any any list of matches for him and see all the ways it didn't happen. No, I know. <laughs> no, and it's, I remember, I mean, weeks and weeks ago, I mean, it's back in game week he 21, scored. he, you know, 21 and 22, he was unbelievable. And then after that proceeded he, to get, he, he to disappeared. Get nothing. And I'm yeah. sure plenty of people bought in on him, but no, he's, I've, I've, 
I agree. I wish it was. I wish there was a way to like him way more than Dan James. Mm-hmm. And in a way, yeah. I feel like I, I don't know. A, a bought in Jack Harrison is way higher on my watch list than uh, than a half involved Rafinha. I, like I would rather I would rather have Jack Harrison playing the way he can than Rafinha, who's you know. I don't know. Looking at trying to stay healthy so he can play for Liverpool next Sideways season. Sideways, looking at looking out the door. So yeah, for sure, for sure. There's something about manager optics for me too. I put way too much into this, but I I just think it matters. You like an involved manager on the like, not someone who. I, I just... like a, I like a healthy manager who is able to get involved in a match. Yes, I don't I don't want my manager sitting on a cooler sipping coffee during a Premier League match. That's fine for the under nines. That's not great on the Premier League touchline. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what Beyonce was capable of. But Jesse Marsh, I mean, I love it. I love the way he's in it. And and, and we talked about this so many times before. The, the managers that get so involved. I mean, the big ones that easily come to mind all do this. Pep, Klopp, Arteta, obviously, um, what's-his-face at Spurs. Yeah, Conte. What's-his-face. <laughs> really? I just, I just think it matters. I think if you're a player... I want a manager who looks like he can jump in and 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 do some things during practice with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably irrelevant. Can I just mention one more thing about this match? I don't know if there's anyone in this match that I'm going to that's not like I did it for in my free hit team, but I don't know. I Me mean, maybe maybe Connor Cody. I want to trust Raul, but look look at his stats. Like second sending off I this don't. season. So I, I have him, and I don't want. I can't I wait. Know. To, I can't wait no, to get I know. rid of him. And so I just there's wolves that are showing up on a weekly basis, yet it's very inconsistent, with the exception, like I said, of Connor Cody or Indoor Saw. And so I just, for me, I would probably just stay away from well, most of wolves. I know I might be crazy, well, they, but that's just that's my opinion. They yo-yoed there. I mean, they were right. defensively. We talked about it a lot, like how you know what a defensive juggernaut they were for a good they chunk have been of the for season. Most there. Of the season. And, then, and then, I don't know, eight, eight or nine weeks ago, they fell off a cliff. And then the last like four or five, you know, they were kind of picking it back up again. And then they hit this where they're cruising. I mean, they it, were. There was no tail of two halves. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pre and post Jimenez red card, and yeah. that's the that's the match. And so, you know, even in the in even in that, like, I mean, you could look at it either way. You could look at it as this is the collapse they're capable of, or you could just say, hey, they were just crushing a team like Leeds until they were down to ten men. Yeah. So I don't know what I honestly I'm not sure what to do other than I can't wait to. Get rid of Jimenez. Uh, Rafinha, yeah. I mean, Rafinha is still in my lineup, mostly because he's like right in the middle of my lineup where it's not urgent for me to send him out. Now here I am on another week where I've got three guys with dark orange triangles. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a separate episode. I mean, at least the one thing you do know is that he was was left out because of COVID. And you know that he's not going anywhere for an international break. So that's the one, I guess that's the one positive for him is that there's there's no chance of him. Yet another week where he doesn't come out of my lineup. We'll talk about that in a separate episode. I think the other thing that I wanted to mention is that um, the football gods smiled on us here, Dave. Yeah. They gave us a great game. They gave us a great game, and they put Peter Drury as the the play-by-play manager on this game. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it was 
it was poetry on top of drama. I know. And it was absolutely just, incredible. He's just the best. And there was never a better moment. It all it all pinnacled at the moment when Luke Ayling attempted his cartwheel somersault combo following yeah. his goal. Well, he, he was trying to do the Robbie Keane <laughs> move, the circle, the circle, the somersault, come up with the finger guns blasting. Okay, yeah. And I feel like he didn't fully commit. Like he kind of wanted to half do it, almost not as a mock, but as a tribute. Didn't he? But uh, didn't, didn't, he give, truly... didn't he give like a like a hold on, like a one, like a. Like well, he a, was like a, he was like give me back. a little space. Yeah, yeah. give me a little back. space. And then his, I love this. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> and Peter Drury is criticized. Like, like he's he's analyzing the somersault, and it was just perfect, Peter, because he can never he can never say anything wrong. Mm. It's it truly is poetry in football. And uh, and I just I just felt like that needed to be mentioned. Yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else before I go to the next match? All right. Very good. No. All right. I'm going to go ahead and throw you a bone this time, Dave. Okay. And we'll talk about your club right away. Yes. Villa nil. Arsenal one. Yeah. All right. So I will I will admit that I was much more engaged in March Madness this past weekend than FPL. Okay, okay, it's fair. So tell me, when did the news come out that my one goalkeeper <laughs> scheduled to play a match, Bro, Aaron Ramsdale, was hurt? I did not know till I don't know, 30 minutes before the game. I was going to say the morning it, of. Well, it, when lineups came out, I had heard zero of Ramsdale not playing. Same with Martinelli. And same with Martinelli. Now, so yeah. I wasn't. I didn't neglect my lineup when I kept Ramsdale in my free hits. No, 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 no. I uh, thankfully I didn't have him because of I had three Arsenal players in my free hit squad, and I had a pretty good week. I had seventy two. Hmm. So I had three Spurs, three Wolves, and three Gunners, mm-hmm. and my Arsenal players were Lacazette, Saka, and Gabriel. And so I didn't. So I, my goalkeeper ended up being Schmeichel, but only one goalkeeper got the clean sheet this weekend, and no one started Leno. No, almost nobody. So no one got goalkeeper <laughs> clean sheets. <laughs> yeah. So I was in my free hit squad. It was for me. It was Schmeichel, and I didn't get it. But yeah, Ramsell. I, I was like, what? Ramsell's not playing. Yeah. Is is Leno uh, making you uh, want him? Back. No, no, no. His second is Ramsdale is is healthy. He he's the guy. He's the guy. Uh, Arteta has shown that he's the guy. So. so Arteta said though, it's an oblique injury. His exact, he might be out his longer. Exact words are he is out for a few weeks. Yeah, that could literally be anything. That's fair. If it's the same number of weeks out that. Uh, say Ruben Diaz from Manchester City is out for who, hey, what do you know? He's better than they expected. He could be back after the international break. Hmm. Ruben Diaz, who wow. a few weeks ago, it was he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Right. Yeah. And so it you can be, never believe that. It you can be, never believe it could well, be that many weeks or it could be it could be an actual like two or three weeks, which would I don't know. Possibly he misses the, the game week 30. The game week thirty one game. So I'm frustrated a little bit at the moment because I my FPL goalkeepers are Ramsdale and then Gunn. And Gunn 
for Norwich is not playing anymore. No. So, Sounds like uh, so it's Ramsdale. Team. So I'm like, who do I bring in? I think I'm just going to go straight to Lino Leno Lino, however we say that name. With Gunn. No, with oh. Ramsdale. Oh, okay. So then I'm just – so one of them is going to be starting every match. Handcuff, so even when Ramsdale's back, then I don't have to worry about it. To goalkeeper. And Arsenal yeah. doesn't have any blank weeks coming up I know this on is, the schedule yet. I was going to say, I know this is not an FPL podcast right now, but uh, <laughs> one of the <laughs> – one of the big first time that was ever well, been no, said. One of the, oh, I just man. feel like it should not be the first though. Well, no, I I just feel like there is no reason to transfer anyone until next Thursday after I, like, the international I, break. I feel like yeah, I don't yeah. want. That's, a, that's I fair. Like, well, I was gonna say I don't want to. I don't want to make any move, and I'm almost angry already about people who are making changes to drive prices up and down. Yeah, before we even know that half of these guys, like the, only the few injured players that you know aren't participating in in World Cup qualifiers, are the they're like the only safe ones right now. And even then, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know tr- how long is Trent going to be out for. That's that's also I know he's know, one of my orange triangles. That's that's a weird one for anyone who kept or got and held Reese James. I'm talking to myself right now. He's not going anywhere with England. So I just there's a handful of guys and now that Ramsdale's not going, like he's not participating with England, like he'd say, Well, that's great. He just now he gets to not do anything for two weeks. But it is interesting though, because not only what you're describing is an issue, but also some of these countries are already World Cup qualified and some of them are playing uh, you know, like friendlies, they're not actually playing World Cup qualifiers, and so they're going to their their B list a little bit, which is going to impact guys who are further down in the price range. Yeah, and now they're going to and aren't typically involved in international breaks. They're now involved so that these international managers can see what they've got in some of these B list guys. So it's just going to be interesting. I agree with you. Um, it, but will that affect their FPL status? You're just saying that the more you play, the more susceptible you will be to injury, and therefore it's like we should still wait. Well, I mean, not right? to, not I, mean, to, well, that, I was going to say point. not even to go back not to go back to the last game, but Melier's in the same spot. Leeds defensively has been a lot better since Jesse since Jesse Marsh took over. American right? manager Jesse Marsh say his full name. I'm just I'm just saying that Melier is injured. And he, you know, that's somebody who is, I mean, I don't know. You're, no, he, no one's rushing to get Did Raul him. hurt him? But yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, the fact that he was knocked out of the match. All right. Just so, go, I'm just saying. Just a, just a reference to the yellow card, that's all. I'm just, just going to say. He's, putting that out there, Dave. He is injured. And so that would I be, roll. if he <laughs> stayed in the match, it would be different. But now you have Ramsdale. I mean, who's more popular than Aaron Ramsdale? Has been one of the top goalkeepers not just in actual points, but a guy that looking ahead, Arsenal's got a double week coming up. Arsenal's got like all of Arsenal, like every Arsenal asset is a good asset coming into the next, definitely for the next three or four weeks. And we've already said Arsenal is playing for something. Oh yeah. So this like, and I, they got good club mojo. Yeah, they have great mojo. But I'm just like, 
it was annoying for I'm sure a million for people a lot of people when Martinelli didn't play already moving into Ramsdale knowing that they're one of the teams that was playing this week. I I was one of my I took a hit. I took an extra hit to bring in Martinelli this oh, week. Oh, that's brutal. So it thankfully it didn't hurt my overall score. I was gonna say you still scored like a seventy one or something. I got right? a sixty one. Okay, but I it took me eight points extra to get that. Yeah. So either that's way. Nice. One of them was to bring in Martinelli, and that was really disappointing. Yeah. But All it was right. the same thing. It was, oh, he's ill. Mm. Good morning. Here's our team sheet. Martinelli's ill. Arsenal moment. Yeah. Scott, uh, they, the last four years they'd have lost that game going to Villa. They'd have lost that game one nothing. Ah, draw. Maybe. They dominated it. Maybe so enough. I'll say this. Most yeah. of the game, I never heard Coutinho's name. Yeah. So it wasn't until the end. Where you start hearing his name a little bit, where Villa was pressing a little bit harder to get a goal. Sure. Brian, did you watch any of that match? Do you feel a bit of it. Okay. Do you feel the same way or no? I feel like Villa, I feel like it was closer to Beach Villa than it was. Nobody's more Jekyll and Hyde than Villa, right? Yeah. Well, that, and I just think. I mean, we wrote them off like three weeks no, ago. Not only, well, not only is Arsenal up for it, they were having to, they were, I mean, Martinelli is different. And he's been, when he's out Dude, there, he it's is. different. And but I, not and, in fantasy. Yeah, but it makes a difference in the rest of the team. Okay. So yeah, real life, I, I different, think, not I just fantasy think like, When you see someone on the pitch going 90 miles per hour and making people look stupid, uh, when you're you know not afraid to make TAA look stupid, go right at him, and or sure. Meg Henderson on the baseline, and like whatever else you want. Like Wait, He's who, not intimidated by anybody. And if you're not intimidated a, by Liverpool. We didn't get a chance to talk about the FL America derby. Because I wasn't here last week. No, we didn't. Lucky you. Liverpool did good. Yeah. Liverpool did good. <laughs> hey, I said but it. Yeah, Mark yeah, but yeah if you listen back, I said, like, no. hey, they weren't ret. Like, Arsenal is the young pups who, you know, they they got worked, like, by the veteran older team. And but I mean, also in that match, another tale of two halves. Arsenal was Arsenal much demolished well, was in, the say, in the first half. half. It was it was Arsenal seemed like much better, or at least much more likely to get a lead. And then and, and then well, all of a sudden, it's two nothing. Liverpool made amazing adjustments at halftime. They had an amazing analysis. They saw weaknesses. They exploited them immediately starting the second half. And that was the big difference. Massive, as a, massive difference. As a Liverpool fan, I've learned. And, and real quick, that difference was mainly Liverpool coming off the pedal a little bit and slowing the gameplay down. Yeah. So Liverpool stopped pressing as much. Arsenal kind of almost by proxy almost – the first half was like bang, bang, bang. Like they just kept cha- exchanging blows. Both teams playing really high lines. The action in the middle of the pitch was ridiculous. Second half, Liverpool, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, they dropped back a little bit, created a little bit more space. So when they got the ball, Henderson had more time on the ball because they weren't playing such a high line. And now all of a sudden he's able to hit uh, Suarez, or, or he exploited Suarez. He hit uh, Diaz. Diaz on that pass in the middle. So like that, I do like if it's Suarez, though. I mean, I'm okay <laughs> not. I'm okay that the Luis Suarez era is over. Yeah, for cool. sure. No, anyways, bottom line is Liverpool showed their experience and they got Arsenal got out coached in the second half. They they just did. And credit Graham to still Liverpool. Had a bad and clinical. And I said on Slack, I said Ar- I said at halftime, Arsenal 
Really good in the first half, better than Liverpool. What what scares me is Liverpool only needs one chance. Mm-hmm. Arsenal needs like four chances to score. Liverpool need one because they're Liverpool that clinical. Pass, then they've they figured some of those. But things it out. took it took Salamane Firmino getting to age twenty nine. <laughs> sure. Is that fair? So so you're you're waiting seven years for Arsenal. Yeah, I gotta right? wait a few years. <laughs> Anyways, look, yeah. fun match. Uh, I loved it. Arsenal, the the they. Ramsdale, I loved Ramsdale running onto the pitch after the game, grabbing Leno, was one of the first guys to get to him. The whole team, after the whistle went, uh, all around Leno, he had a huge, massive save in the, end of that, in the end of the match. So, yeah, great team spirit, even for Leno. You shifted to the Villa match now. Yes, I went back to what we were supposed to be talking about. Okay. Scott did have a point about Liverpool Arsenal, though. You yeah. really want to hear it. What Did you have a point? Thank you, Brian. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, as a Liverpool fan, I have learned to be patient during the first half and wait for what Klopp wants to do in the well, second that's, half. That's obvious. And, and it showed It showed here. That, yeah. That's that's just – I love – Arsenal missed chances in the first half, and I'm like, oh, you can't miss chances on – it's like play in America. This is not an NFL podcast, but a good – when a when a team is competing with a team that's better than them and they they kick field goals instead of touchdowns in the first yeah, half, you're or like, miss a field goal. That's not going to work nope, out for them. Exactly. And yep. when you're playing a top team, you have to score, convert chances, and they did it. Arsenal did it. I think any Premier League manager and team can have a game plan ready for the first half. It takes something special and a little bit above Absolutely. the rest to be able to do something mid match at halftime for the second half. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pumped about. I'm pumped about my team. All right. I feel like we got a good shot at fourth. Uh, just got to just got to keep the games going. Your gotta, prob- your main competition winning. probably is is coming from Spurs. I am scared about. I'm more intimidated about Spurs than United. You should be. Yeah. Spurs played in game week thirty. They won three one over the Hammers. Yeah. My free hit was rescued by Captain Kane, but obviously I Son... I Captain Kane as well, so I think you did too. Or no, no you I Captain Son, you stupid. You're so I smart. Son. Why are you smart? I Captain Son for two reasons. One, um, League Drew put the idea in my mind, but I still had to act on it. And two, it was West Ham is tired. Hmm. And I thought, more than anyone, if West Ham is tired, it's Son that's going to exploit a tired West Ham team. Interesting. And it worked out. Um, yeah, it did. This is a Hammers team who is still in the Europa League. Yep. This is a Hammers This is team. a Hammers team who came back and slayed a Europa champion. West Perennial. Sevilla, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, The team that no one can ever beat in that tournament, no matter who's <laughs> managing. Sevilla owns Europa for the last six or seven years. Are we all on the same page, though, that some combination, or or you can have them all, of, of Kane, Son, Kuliszewski is a great play moving forward? Yeah. Um, there was a raging debate. We talked about that last time. I know that it's going to continue just because Kuliszewski was so much. By the uh, way, you put, was so good there. you put me yeah. on it last week. Why Son on my free hit instead of Kuliszewski? Oh. And, and I said, I don't know if you remember, kudos to me. No, that's. I no. said, son. It son feels like in the in these type. This is a bigger match, and I I want to go with son. And yeah, Spurs I mean, are about to play Newcastle after the international break. It's, now, hey, Kuliszewski was thing. good. It wasn't yeah, like he no, was bad. And, and 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 the additions, the Kuliszewski and uh, Bentancur, 
both have, very good. Have both been excellent yes. since they came in, and yes. so they and now that they have stability on their you know on the left and right side of the defense, even if it's with stable stability yeah. with regular rotating stability. But no, those guys. I mean, now that you know what you're going to get with those two, yeah, Kane and Son are kind of free to do their thing. Kulishevsky is is. This is a dang uh, is tr- is like, he is he is uh, he's tricky. After watching he's the Spurs guy. West Ham match, I am going into the North London Derby, and I know that's coming up in a few weeks. That is that I'm I'm slightly concerned about that. Well, with this result and with these points, the top two in the last five game weeks. This is not. I mean, just it's it for this. It's not an FPL podcast, but Son and Kulishevsky are the two <laughs> top scoring midfielders. For FPL purposes, I mean, this is, it's not like, I mean, they're, since this is a tangential FPL podcast, as I feel like it's worth mentioning, those two have real numbers behind what they're, they're getting. Uh, Does it frustrate you at all, though, that, I mean, Harry Kane still had some bad misses. He had the bad miss of the game. Yeah. Um, and as a captain, a guy who captain Kane, no, I, knowing that you captain son, mm-hmm. I was... Cursing to the high heaven. Well, I think everyone for for sure. As soon as I saw that the first that Kane's cross was credited as a Zuma own goal. As soon as I saw that that happened, and then saw that it was that's because initially it looked like Son. Of course, he's got right a there. Could have yeah. gotten a touch on it, and he didn't. And immediately, I thought. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and so, but then there was a moment I distinctly remember thinking, no, it's a long game. <laughs> they're still there's this still early, but the fact that they've scored this early is is big. And then of course, you know, Ben Rama, welcome welcome back to relevance, say wow. Ben Rama. No way. Um well no, just that he's we've said his name more in the last few weeks than we've said since game week two or whatever. Nah, nah, pass. But no, I'm not yeah, definitely not not advocating going for him. But no, it was no, it ended up working out really it's well big. for everybody. I mean, that's the thing. If if you did what a lot of FPL pundits had suggested to get rid of Sun to get Kulishevsky just because his output has been was surpassing Sun's or whatever, I mean, this is exactly why. If you're gonna have him, have all three. Yeah. I, I for also the other reason like we we keep saying they're still playing for everything. Everything is on them in the league. So. I don't see how you can really pick wrong there, but obviously Sun reminded everybody why he's why he's sunny. Okay. Dave, you mentioned a North London Derby coming up. Isn't it great that we are uh, watching and invested in a league where we still have a North London Derby that's going to go a long way towards deciding fourth place? Yeah. And a City-Liverpool match that's going to go a long way towards deciding a title. Yeah. It's exciting. No, especially because, Scott, it wasn't so long ago that you are like, we don't have anything to root for. We didn't. Right? We didn't. And the relegation and the, after the holidays. And the relegation fight is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that is. Mm. I feel like it's. Don't mm, that. No, I'm not mm, that. You think you've got it nailed down? I've come. I've come back around on that. I last time I was here two two weeks ago, I thought this is going to be great. This is going to be epic for 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Now I think I think the three clubs that are down there are the three that are staying down there. I, Everton's got too many matches and too much talent. Leeds and Brentford and Newcastle are all on the ascendancy. I just don't see it. I don't see it changing. 
Now, I do think that Everton, Leeds, and Brentford all still need to be motivated. They still should be nervous. But I think the three down there are going to be the three that go down, for sure. I don't see Norwich. Norwich I don't is see, almost I don't without see, question. Yeah, I was going to say, Norwich seems to be the one that's I mean, an absolute yeah, block. You're still, you're still playing everyone in your fantasy team when they play Norwich. That's just fact. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's been a long time since I've given out my honorary meaningless fantasy half point. Permission to give out a half point on this episode, Absolutely. Dave? I'd like to give it to Mikhail Antonio's hairstylist. It could be himself. I don't know. But uh, whoever that person is, full credit, and by full credit, I mean fantasy half point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, his hair was art. It was awesome. I mm. loved it. This is not mocking at all. I thought it was a really cool pattern that was put into his hair. It yeah. was great. It was definitely different, and I liked it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I- I'm glad that they took him off early, so he got at least a 40-minute rest. Since he needs he needs a nap more than anybody in the league <laughs> needs a nap. <laughs> All right, Leicester two, Brentford one. I would like to invent a one-time segment for this podcast. Ooh, one-time segment. Okay. We've talked a long time about how Eddie Howe and uh, Matt Ritchie are doppelgangers, right? Mm-hmm. So the segment is called This Week in Premier League Doppelgangers. Okay. I like it. I, that's, this, is an, wow. this is a great addition. Thank you. Uh, is it just me, or is Kieran, Kieran Dewsbury Hall trying to look like James Madison now? The hairstyle oh, and the facial hair. I was hair. thinking the exact. He is same trying thing. so hard to be. It's it's like he's the little brother, and he just wants so badly to be seen as as James Madison's, uh, like cool little brother. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it. Brian's looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I um I can't put. I, he, I he can't put his hair say back it. in the same way Madison yeah. does. I mean, it was crazy. Oh like, my gosh. That looks like James Madison. <laughs> He's trying to be James <laughs> Madison. Yeah, I now that I see it with my own eyes, I have no choice but to agree with you. Thank you. Although this particular angle of the of the this shot of him kicking, he also has like a hint of Leighton Baines in it. Oh, Leighton Baines! Look at you, yeah, bringing back. Uh, but Baines. no, I, I, I think I have to agree with Thank this you. edition of uh, this, this week, week in Premier, Premier League doppelgangers. doppelgangers. Yes, that's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I'm glad we could have this moment. Uh, it was James Madison, though. I think maybe Dewsbury Hall that had a pretty spectacular goal. In fact, it seems as though Leicester can only score spectacular goals. I talked you out of James Madison last week, Dave. And, um, <laughs> You, appreciate I, that. I thought, if anything, you might go for uh, both of them and be smart, but you decided to go with just one. Um, not surprisingly, it was the one that I talked you into. So, thanks, uh, bud. I, I owe you um, four points. I think. Appreciate that. I don't think you can afford to take any more negative fours, Brian. I was so close to taking a negative twelve to get to get um, Schmeichel. I you thought and I, you I and thought I play FPL so differently, and yet. I don't know which way is better, but you and I play FPL. So I mean, Brian's kind of higher on the table. This, this year? Point. This year? Okay, sure. Right. This well, year. That's what we're talking about. Well, no, no way. I mean, this, this, um. Brian's right. crushing right now. I'm looking up at him trying to catch Nuno Espirito Santo. Nope. Say whatever, it right. Whatever your name is. What's, what's Nuno your... Ted Spirito Lasso. Nuno Ted Spirito Lasso. How could I screw that up? Yeah, seriously. 
Uh, all right. Anything else serious about Lester and this one? No, no, just that I think anybody who had, uh, like Dave, you know, Lester goalkeeper, Lester defender, I had. Oh, I, to tell I was, the, the I goal was, wasn't I, Tony, the, but the Brentford goal. Wissa. Wissa. Mm-hmm. Really made me angry. I was gonna say, and I I was looking at because I I was forced to play Daniel and Marty, which you know, like I said, like I've said every forced, time I've had to forced. Well, no, just <laughs> every time I've had to put him out there, I'm just like, oh my gosh, please just do. Yeah, and every time it like, gets to like seven, do literally anything, and so I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually gonna work out, and then I see the end, and it's two one, and I was like, oh. Man. A two is more accurate for him anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, Johnny Evans was on the bench for them this match, which if if he's healthy, I don't, I don't know. I would I would like to think that Amarty could keep his spot over Soyuncu, but I don't know that that's going to happen. So I think this could be the end of the the budget goal or defender of the season so far, uh, Daniel mm. Amarty. Okay. Um, guess you have to go to Brandon Williams now. I guess I don't know. Oh, right. or Ben Johnson. That's another option too. That's true. He did, he played. He started for West Ham. He did. Uh, all right. So I said I was going to briefly add in the plus one, which was Everton one, Newcastle nil. It ended game week twenty nine. I think that any match that features a protester over oil and a debatable red card by Alan Allen. Mm-hmm. And a goal that's scored in the 99th minute for a match that gets 14 minutes of By second half. By the team half. who had 10 men. Playing. Stoppage time. I know. <laughs> like it, You just need to at least mention that match, right? Yeah. Especially when both are also in a relegation scrap. For sure. I want no players on either team at the moment. Everton, okay. Everton's the one club where I look at their I want two no matches in Game 31. on either team. I mean, they play. I don't even care if they're playing Hammers doubles. Hammers and Burnley. Now, if you want to go take a flyer on Richarlison, sure. But like, just look at some form. All I know is, yes, you could you could throw darts at the board and hit on one of them. And Richarlison's probably your best bet. For me, I'm not going near anything on Everton. I, I had Richarlison in my free hit in game week 29. I don't hate that. That's fine. But you're you're we're all taking flyers on, for the most part. I mean, on on certain guys. Yeah, for sure. So, no, I don't hate that, but, I mean, would you feel comfortable bringing Richarlison into your regular team? I've seen plenty of people talking about bringing in Jordan Pickford. <laughs> and that's insanity. Okay. Yeah, I weird. think. That's weird. Other people might give you stats to say it's good. I think that's insanity. All right, so here's the thing. We're not going to give you stats here, but what we are going to give you, Dave, is what we, the FPL America podcast, can give to try to give you some comfort about transferring in an Everton player. We're, Everton is clearly under some kind of curse. And so we are going to bring back the Seamus curse mm-hmm. to try to counter the existing curse that's wow. in place over this club. I love this. Brian? The good thing about this is it's been so long since we've done a Seamus curse. I, I have a feeling I used one of these before. <laughs> but no one will remember. But it's been so long, yeah, I, since I can't remember and I'm the one that does it. I well, have you a used feeling. it to curse, and now you're using it to remove the curse. It, yeah. It works. Are so you trying the, to reverse curse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Seamus, Seamus was useful. She was also annoying Last when, uh, was it Pawson was trying to review the uh, eventual red card? I mean, he basically had to be shooed away, like, get out of my face, Seamus. Yeah. Well, he's aggressive. <laughs> Seamus curse... This week's this week in FPL America podcast, Seamus Curse. 
Curse ye, Seamus. May you marry a wench that blows wind like a stone from a sling. <laughs> and. I've never heard that one. <laughs> and. If you eat, that you may not. Have I done those before? Have you no, heard those before? There's constipation no. on him? No. Yes. Amazing. Yes. 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 Oh not just, a, not just marrying, a, a, having a, a, a farty, horrible wife. <laughs> Amazing. But that he a would farty, be... farty, horrible self. That, that you'd he be would be constipated. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a hey, theme. Hey, first of all, <laughs> thank the Irish, because the fact that I could find so many of these... <laughs> Yeah. That I don't it's, know if I've repeated one in sure. six years or whatever yeah. it is for is sure. unbelievable. Uh, no, for sure. So much credit. All right. This is the end of our final episode of the week. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed what we've provided. It's the same stuff, but repackaged a little bit differently. We would love to hear what you think about what we've done this week. So send us a message through our social media channels, FPL America or FPL America Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon as well, uh, where you can also see about how you can support us in a very tiny way. Micro donations, we like to say at a monthly basis. That's right. So we'd love to hear your thoughts if this works or if this doesn't. We can go back to the old format or we can come up with a plan C. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Take it away, Dave. Well done, Scott, for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.